electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. This is Squawk Pod. I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Go ape! It's a bonus episode. The AMC stock roller coaster has been driven like GameStop before it by a crowd of retail investors. This time around, they have a new moniker. The uh, AMC apes. Who are they? Why do they believe in this trade? A Gen Zer from their own retailer ranks. I don't consider myself the leader of the apes. You know, as a retail investor, I consider myself an ape. Trey Collins, host of YouTube's Trey's Trades, fresh off his own interview with the AMC CEO. To all the apes out there, welcome back to Trey's Trades, coming out here again to give you guys the second interview for Adam Aaron. Nearly 400,000 views, and a couple of hours later, Trey Collins is here with his take on the meme stock momentum. We can't predict the volatility either up or down in either direction for AMC stock. But I'd say it's a better odds lottery ticket than you've got doing something else. It's June 4th, 2021. The apes are rising past the popcorn. This bonus Squawk Pod begins right now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. I'm Becky Quick, along with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin. We've got a lot to talk about, and it is, uh, it's got three, three letters. AMC, yesterday the company, sold an additional 11.5 million shares. We told you about that during the show, but uh, the price tag they ended up getting for all of it, $587 million. And then last night, AMC's CEO, Adam Aaron, sat down with Trey Collins, who's the owner of the Trey's Trey channel on YouTube. He's one of uh, the uh, AMC apes. Collins has more than 280,000 subscribers, and many of them own AMC stock. Among the topics they discussed, Aaron argued that issuing millions of new shares was in the best interests of AMC's future. Take a look. If you arm us with the tool to go find value-creating opportunities for AMC shareholders, we can do that. If we're not armed with this tool, then you're tying our hands behind our back, and you'll make it just that much harder for us to... Uh, land some of these attractive opportunities that benefit us all. Adam Aaron making um, the case directly to shareholders, and this is a, a new phenomenon, effectively telling shareholders you need to give us the right or the access to be able to sell more shares. That would happen in 2022. This goes back to an explanation, and it explains what we talked about on the program yesterday about that whole Investor Connect idea, which is he needs these folks to give him authorization. They're out of shares. There are no more shares that can be sold to the public as of now, so they can't raise additional money. But they are asking for 500 million additional shares. Additional shares. Permission to use that over the, time. Interestingly, you know, I don't know if you remember, yes, two days ago I'd said one of the reasons they were doing this was because they were out of shares. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons they were out of shares, or I thought they were out of shares, and I think the market thought they were out of shares, was there were these, these shares that they ended up selling that were supposed to be used for their incentive plan for employees, for employees. that had been put to the side. So they effectively said, you know what, we're not going to do that. And he made actually a great case on YouTube to the shareholders saying, we're in it with you. We're not taking anything here. But now you've got to give us more, more access. And Trey uh, well, did Well, would those this. shares that were going to go for the employees be replenished by the $500 million? 
Unclear. I don't think that that's what they would necessarily be used for. He's, that was not the argument that he was making. We'll see. But, um, and they wouldn't be paid in 2021. So there is no incentive program in 2021. Of course, the incentive program is to keep, is to keep the company, A, alive, and B, the share price higher because all of these uh, what was it, executives are beneficiaries it, of this it was still, to the extent they can sell it this price. Still- Reacting positively to the previous stock sale because it was giving them some money and it was up in the low right. 70s. They announced this and, you know, we're not really sure when. I mean, it could be uh, from time to time we may sell. Now. That knocked it down, it, all the way down to 50, and they, they hit that bid as quick as they could. Right. Even to get 50, because 50 is not six. It's well, not they, 72, but they, it's 50. They were right? in the market buying, right. um, or I should say selling, yeah. Yeah. At about 9, 30, 10 yesterday. Which That's, was, that which was, was the plan 50, which was 50, from the beginning. Right? They said from time to time. And, and, you know, when we were talking about it, it's like, oh, who knows when they, you know, maybe they get some good prices here, good prices that, there. It was done. That was smart to be opportunistic. It was. Yeah. It was. And they get to retire a billion dollars right. worth of, of debt and everything else. But it's just funny the way it happened. And, you know, the, the pushback that we get from, I had to look up FUD. I, I thought it was dirty, but it's not. It's just, uh, we do a lot of FUD. We do FUD on crypto. We do FUD on AMC. We do FUD on Tesla. We, we've got more FUD, which is, if you don't know, it's fear, like uncertainty. fear uncertainty, and doubt. Is that what we're instilling? Yep. How do we instill it both ways, well, on the people that like it and the people that don't like it? We're, we're, we're just FUD masters. The difference from obviously. this and, and maybe 2000, back then everybody accused CNBC of being cheerleaders. Right. Like, oh, we'll get that, too. We'll get, it, 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 it doesn't who matter. You are it just depends, depends on whether these people... You know what, with this crypto if they, or, or, or the stock, they got probably half of them don't even have a round lot in, in this. And yet they are ready to tweet uh, nonstop for us. Well, we're going to have an opportunity to talk to the leader of the apes, Trey Collins, uh, who did that interview. He has half a million people, you know, watching each of his YouTube videos where he sits there and he goes through the technicals of why he thinks the stock is going up or down or the, the sort of short squeeze dynamic. I mean, he... And, and this is, you know, we talk about the retail investor. Trey Collins is, is, is representing the retail investor. And we've got a, we've got yeah. a lot of questions for him, obviously, Hertz, about this stock, but also the larger trend right. of what's happening Hertz here. Hertz might not have been a great precedent for all these people to think it can be done again and again and again. Because you remember the professional investors. Everyone said Hertz is worthless. There's no reason to be going into this, uh, this equity of a bankrupt company. All those people that did that, now that it's coming right. out, are going to do very, very well. And they think this is going to repeat itself again. And maybe there is inherent value. Hertz did have inherent value. Maybe. I spoke to Trey last night at length. And it's going to be interesting to hear what he has to say. But I don't, I think the interesting thing that I learned is, in a way, this is, is a, I don't think this is a fundamental investor philosophy. Okay. I think it's a trader philosophy. And I think you'll hear that. And I don't know if that'll change the dynamic of how you think of about course. it. That's why, that's why we're called fudders constantly, because we kept making that case all day yesterday about gambling versus investing. We often sit around and say, this makes no sense on any what's kind of fundamental analysis. This is completely insane. What's and the I rationale think, for so the trade? Mobley has said that yesterday. What's the rationale for why be a trader? Right, no, no, but I'm saying why be long? What's but, the rationale to be long? Argument, well, all I'm saying is I think that they don't, I don't think that they think Well, it happened before, investment. so they think it can happen again, right? I mean, the same with uh, GameStop. What's the rationale there? I guess you can see it, but what is it for AMC exactly? I, I'm not, what I'm saying is I don't think that there Maybe is a rationale for it. Entity. Then it's the greater fool. Yeah. No, then it's, no, no. But that's what I'm saying. It's a trader. It's a trader and philosophy. And he acknowledges that. And so I then, think there's an element of that, and I think we'll talk about that. Then you've got to be that. nimble, I guess. And then you have to be very, very nimble. Who, who, who's left holding the, uh, who, who presumably would be left? That's 
the, I don't know how many billions of dollars of questions that will be worth. And then I was thinking about, you know, we were talking about how options has re- that and commodities represent some speculation. These are options on AMC that a lot of people have. So that's even the second derivative. You're, you're like doubling down. You're logarithmic. You're, uh, you know. Maybe you're, you're nimbler. <laughs> you're doubling down on the spec. You're speculating on a speculative right. underlying asset. Next on Squawk Pod, you'll hear from that 23-year-old retail investor leading the group, or troop, of apes, as it were, Trey Collins. I truly do believe that the fundamental value of AMC would be somewhere in that $20 to $25 range. But that's half of where it is today. We'll be right back. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. You're listening to Squawk Pod. Good morning and welcome back to Squawk Box right here on CNBC. I'm Andrew Ross Sorkin along with Becky Quick and Joe Kernan. AMC Entertainment CEO Adam Aaron sitting down with Trey Collins, the owner of Trey's Trades Channel on uh, YouTube, to answer questions from the company's largest pool of retail investors. The interview offered Aaron unrestricted access to Collins' more than 280,000 subscribers, many of whom are owners of AMC stock. Aaron used that opportunity to try and persuade shareholders that allowing the company to issue millions of new shares was in the best interests of AMC's future. You know who the real king is? The shareholder is king. You are fully in charge. That's why we're not asking you for five, to authorize 500 million shares. We're authorizing you to vote for 25 million shares because we don't think you'd vote to approve 500 million shares. We think you might vote to approve 25 million shares. And that's why we take what you think, we take what you have to say very carefully, and we give a lot of thought to what you guys think. And it's for a simple reason. Like, we exist in the capitalistic free market system. Effectively making the argument uh, not only for what has just happened over the past week in terms of the shares that they did sell, uh, but for the opportunity to be able to uh, sell some more shares in the future. Talked about the, M&A opportunities The tool being as well. cash, right? The tool being cash. Right. If they can sell shares to the public at these types of prices, they can use it both to pay down debt. But he also talked about all of the other movie theater chains that effectively are going out of business, many going bankrupt during this period, and the opportunity to actually consolidate and try to buy some of them. Talked about uh, one of the theaters in L.A., which I, I think is the second, second largest grossing theater perhaps in the country. Apparently that company uh, that owns that theater is on the rocks. And he was saying, look, we'd like to go buy that. There's, there's theaters expense. all over the country that popcorn we'd like to expense. pick up. Popcorn expense, too. I mean, they can cover that popcorn easily. The free popcorn, right? With, the, with the yesterday's... That's, I mean, even butter, probably. A little butter. Even some of the kind that has, you know, have you been to a place that has like 10 different kinds 
Oh, oh, different pop- butters? Uh, no, different oh. popcorn. Yeah. No, oh. I have not. That's I haven't awesome. either. <laughs> you haven't? No. They, uh, you haven't been in a while, but uh, oh, I, I, I I I'm not a popcorn connoisseur. Joining us right now is maybe what could be described as the leader of the AMC Apes, Trace Trades, host Trey Collins. Uh, Trey, it's good to see you this morning. Uh, you've been early and thus far on all of this. Uh, right. Hundreds of thousands of people are watching your videos daily. I was just looking at some of the numbers on, on your latest post, which is over half a million. Um, millions of people collectively have been watching this. I want to talk to you about what's happening here, um, the technicals and what you're seeing and, and what you're saying. But I also want to talk about some of the larger public policy issues around trading versus investing and speculation and, and the like. But before we get into any of that, give us a little bit of your background. Who are you? Well, Andrew, first off, I'd like to say thank you, obviously, for letting me come on the show here. I'd like to just make one small, you know, correction to the to the headline. I don't consider myself the leader of the apes. You know, as a retail investor, I consider myself an ape. And just, just the same as everybody else considers themselves an ape. If you own 10 shares, 100 shares, 1,000 shares, 10,000 shares, that, that means that you're an ape. And I think that's the huge embodiment of the movement. And that's just one small thing that I wanted to say. But, you know, my background in investing, I'm a 23-year-old guy, I turned 24 this June. Uh, I, I did not start too long ago. And I actually take pride in that because I think it shows that retail investors, the little guy, quote unquote, can come pretty far in, in not a very long period of time. You know, I work an eight to five government facilitated job. Uh, I'm doing this this interview with you before I actually go to work. And if if just a regular Joe on the street can learn this sort of stuff about stocks and, and make money doing so, I think it means that anybody can, you know, because I, I came into this and, and learned what I had to know, you know, before AMC started. And, you know, here we are now. So there's a lot of people, Trey, who look at this and say, is this investing or is this speculation? Is this gambling? What do you think? You know, I think AMC as it sits right now is about 15% fundamentals and 85% technicals and data. So when I say fundamentals are important is because back in January when the short squeeze thesis began, right, the, the shorts had a pretty decent case. You know, AMC was fundamentally pretty weak. They, the bankruptcy was on the table. But with each passing day, each passing month, they've continued to generate cash, $587 million, as soon as their latest, you know, offering into the market. And with each passing month, as they raise more cash, cash is king, the short thesis weakens, and that's where fundamentals come into play. Now, the technicals come into play when you consider some of the algorithmic trading that's taking place with AMC, the failure to deliver that takes place when call options run from out the money into money. As we know, there's insane call option trading that's taking place, lots of liquidity going to AMC stock, which can drive some, some volatility in price action on AMC. And then lastly, obviously, for a short squeeze to happen, you have to have high short interest. Now, the short interest on AMC as it is right now, last I checked this morning, was 17.5% of the free flow. Now, you can't have a short squeeze without shorts covering. That's as simple as it is, which is why I firmly believe that there's still more room on the table. Don't get me wrong. There is risk involved with every sort of trade that's that's not based on fundamentals alone, but there's money to be made on uh, on, on momentum. And that's what this is right now. It's a momentum play, and it's a movement. It's a, it's a story, man. I mean, I think the apes are truly trying to tell the story about why they think they deserve to to you know be hurt to to make money because the short sellers have been betting against retail investors for a long time and i think it it just seems like the retail investor has the upper hand well but let me ask you about that because at some point the music's going to stop right uh it typically does uh in almost every case and so when people talk about speculation when they talk about momentum they often say that it's a bit of a, a greater fool theory right um you can win now uh, but somebody's going to lose on the other end. And, and I wonder what you tell the other retail investors uh, about this. I know that this is a story, and we talk about diamond hands and paper hands. 
Um, some people are doing this because they're trying to make money. Others say, as, as you just described, that they're doing this as part of a, a larger movement. Um, if it is a movement, what is it trying to prove? I think this movement is trying to prove that the dumb money, that's a term that gets thrown around a lot by financial media regarding the retail investors because of the casinofication, essentially, the gambling you know, aspect of this investing. You know, I, I, this is a message that I've preached you know, for myself, something I've tried to live by, is you only invest into the stock market what you're willing to lose. I view you know, AMC right now essentially as money that does not exist and I might never see again. You know, and I'm absolutely okay with that. And if you view AMC stock that way, you're walking away okay. So once you take that emotional aspect out of it, the gambling, the, the, the casinofication, which I've never, you know, you don't have that aspect on the table, uh, you could come into this and truly rest easy, knowing that wherever this is going to go is where you want to bring it individually as a person. You, you, you get to sell, you get to buy whenever you want. I mean, that, that decision ultimately is up to you. Uh, I, I think the message, you know, with all that being said is to these short sellers saying, look, like we see some of the algorithmic trading. We see some of the failures to delivers that have been going on. We see a lot of these FINRA fines and reports coming out talking about, you know, mal mal reporting of different data and different short interests. And, and they, they see that. They want to speak out about it individually as the retail investors, as the apes. I, I, I get that. And I appreciate it. I, I, let me just push back on, on one piece of this, which is there is a there is something happening here, which is a divorce from reality in terms of the fundamentals of the company, of the business. In fact, yesterday, Adam, Adam Aaron and AMC said that effectively when they sold their shares to the public, by the way, who've, who've given them now potentially a new lease on life, we'll see, in terms of the cash that they're raising. But for the company, it's not a game, right? It's not a, a casino vacation or a speculation. It's a business with employees. And so how do you think about that piece of this? You know, I think Adam Aaron and I get a lot of uh, I get a lot of flack for this. I, I get called the 23 year old naive kid for, for trusting what the CEO does. And I'll take that heat every single time because I believe in history, trends and facts. And the facts are that Adam Aaron is setting the bar in terms of CEOs, you know, reaching out to retail investors and caring about what the retail investor is asking for, what they're looking for, what they care about, as well as watching out for the long term health of the company. They've raised well over a billion dollars in 2021 alone, which is really going to help set them up for the next one, two, five, ten years. They can acquire different family movie theater chains who did not survive COVID, who did not survive the quarantine process, who might never open their, their theaters again, right, and, and really do some great long-term success. Now, with this short-term, uh, you know, momentum trading, there inevitably will be people that don't invest in AMC long-term. But I think there are going to be lots of people who do invest in AMC long-term, myself being one of them, because I truly do believe there is a, a long-term fundamental uh, you know, value for AMC. Is that right now? I don't think so. I mean, I think that most of the retail investors of the apes understand that this is not the true fundamental value of AMC, and that's where the risk comes into so, play, right? So, Trey, what do you think the real value of AMC you know, what do you think the real value of AMC is? And you look at, at some of their competitors that are also publicly traded companies. You could look at the bonds, uh, which, you know, which, which are trading at a, a, a pretty steep discount. Right. So the, the market cap for AMC, if I remember correctly, was just over $10 billion not too long ago. And you look at companies like Cinemark, which were trading at about $1 billion. Now, I, I think that you, you look a couple quarters down the road. We, we get more quarantine restrictions to be lifted and, uh, you know, the, the revenue starts rolling back in for AMC. You've got two things that are going to start happening. You've got a lot of these hot movies that are coming out, which are going to roll in some great revenue. And you've got a new factor that can't really be accounted for and quantified which is social and cultural sentiment towards the company itself. There are people that genuinely love AMC stock simply for you know, the culture that it's built, 
the people that have come together for, you know, some sort of, you know, love for the theater and, and the money that's made people. I think there's going to be gratification towards the company that's ultimately going to help them make money. With all that being said, I, I truly do believe that the fundamental value of AMC would be somewhere in that 20 to 25 dollar range, you know, in 2021, end of 2021, when they're fully back in capacity, fully bringing in that that uh, that cash flow and, and that sort of nature. But that's half of where it is today. Right. So what do you what do you tell your what if, if you're saying that the value of it's half of what it is today? What do you tell your followers who are buying it today who eventually at some point now, it's going to go down? Right. Fundamental value is different than momentum trading right now, just because. So this is this is a fact. The market is the, the stock market tells you exactly what every single security in the market is worth in that given moment. So at this given moment, if there's somebody out there that's willing to buy AMC stock, it's trading at $47 right now. Somebody's willing to buy AMC right. stock at $47. That means at that moment, it's worth $47 to somebody. You know, the, the momentum trading aspect of it, even if it doesn't necessarily reflect on their current earnings or their future projected earnings, that doesn't mean that there's not money to be made. In fact, I know there's a lot of people who have made money out there. I've read some of the stories. I've read of the people right. who become millionaires off of AMC stock. You can take advantage of momentum trading. In fact, I think right. this is a new uh, trade, age of I, investing. But am I, I, I think the question I'm asking is, am I supposed to be concerned that, I mean, people have talked about these types of things over the years as, as pump and dump schemes where people talk up a stock, right? And there are some people who are very educated. Trey, you, you, you seem to know a lot about what's going on. And by the way, there's a lot of people online trading this right now that do understand and understand all of the dynamics. But then there seems to be a lot of people who don't. And, and by the way, uh, people make mistakes along the way. Uh, yesterday, I, I, I noticed you had said at one point that you thought when, they, when AMC first put out that announcement about the 11.5 million shares, you know, you would put out a tweet telling everybody, no, 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 that, that's actually old news. It's from a different different. Uh, uh, it's from from an old filing. And, and that that proved to be wrong. And so I just I ask you that because I think that there are people who are listening to you and in terms of how you think about your own responsibility to all of the other apes. Right. And I appreciate you holding me responsible, Andrew. That's 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 totally OK. And I, I hold that weight very, very heavily and in, in being careful about the things that I say and put out online. You know, now the, the big message that I've always preached and tried to live by over the last six months. And I think what really takes any sort of risk and overexposure to AMC stock off the table is only investing into it what you're willing to lose, you know, especially call options. This has been something I've talked about with the call options chain over the last, you know, probably three months is view these call options, you know, buying a $70, $80, $100, $110 call, essentially as a decent odds lottery ticket. That's what those are, right? Because we can't predict the volatility either up or down in either direction for AMC stock. But I'd say it's a better a better odds lottery ticket than you've got doing something else. And I'm never going to pretend that's not what it is, right? Because that right. is what call options are. You're betting that a stock is going up, puts are betting it's going down, you know? Um, so as long as you are really limiting your exposure and, and managing your risk, managing your exposure to the stock, and you're not putting yourself in a situation where you can't pay your bills, you can't take care of your family, right. you can't feed your mouth, right? Uh, I think right. that you're sitting okay. And okay. the, the fundamental value, I, I won't argue that in the least bit, the fundamental value of AMC stock is not where it's trading right now. But it will okay. come back down to that eventually when the squeeze is all said and done. Right. But the storyline has not been written yet. Trey, uh, we appreciate you, you being with us, offering your unique perspective on this. And um, I think it was, uh, it was a lesson for all of us. And uh, we hope to talk to you again very, very appreciate soon as that. we continue following the apes. You bet. Thanks. That's it for this bonus Squawk Pod. Thank you for listening. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. This podcast gives you the smartest takes and best analysis of our morning show right into your ears. We'll meet you back here next time.
This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. 